We would like to take this opportunity to recognize the validity of the protests going on throughout the United States and the world, advocating for greater equality and justice for all people at risk. We want to affirm that love is love, that black lives matter, and trans rights are human rights. If I might, I will leave you with a poem. Something is terribly wrong if the pain, sorrow, and outrage of a people makes you more uncomfortable than murder itself. By Rupi Kerr. And now, on with the show. Warning. Fortune and Strife features subjects which can be uncomfortable for a general audience, such as the use of drugs and alcohol, poor treatment of people of different classes or cultures, adult situations, psychological trauma, and violence. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to Fortune and Strife. I'm Robert, or Bayushi Shinichi, and I'll be your host and narrator. I am Jeannie, and I am playing Dochi Gen. I am Tyler, and I am playing Okoto Ricci. I'm Tiff, and I'm playing Kuni Yui. I am Paul, and I'm playing Shoshiro Bisho. Doji Gen and Kuni Yui gather around the purification fountain before the shrine to Inari and begin to wash their hands and face and mouth in the way that you should before attending uh, any religious uh, situation or to just cleanse one's body, mind, and soul before taking on a, uh, a duel or some other life and death situation. And the pair of them find themselves around this uh, fountain. Again is washing up, you know, brushing and tying back her hair, and then you know, basically plunks herself down on the ground again because she's waiting for a six-foot spirit to show up or not show up <laughs> uh yui <laughs> yui nearby very like it starts to get really thorough with this cleaning off all of the old cracked messed up smudged makeup and just it it takes some time to really just wash everything off and then of course since you have to let it dry a little bit before you just immediately reapply makeup or else just cakes instantly uh she sort of stands around looks looks around and sees again just plopped on the ground she says again or hi are you sure you're prepared for this no i'm not prepared for this i'm not a duelist it doesn't matter somebody has somebody has to stand up and say it's not right the fortunes just can't take the people that we love just because they feel like it at least not without somebody saying something about it not without somebody standing up for it so are you challenging the fortunes directly with this no Yes, maybe. It was all I could think of at the time, but I think I think if this is if this is definitely how you feel, you you did the right thing, and and yet it's going against the fortunes directly is uh, really uncommon. You can say madness; it's and, fine. Ah, it could be madness. It's uh, it 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 seems crazy because. Does it does it matter if you do? Because it seems like yeah, they 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 would do whatever they want, but that's because they they know more than us. We 
their perspective is it, just different. They may know more than us. They probably do. And they certainly have the power to. But what do they do with it? They ask for our homage and our worship. And they ask for Ryuji to give them her his baby. <sighs> and we do it. And we follow we all the rules. We don't have a choice. And we... We don't have a choice. No. We don't have a choice. Because... But... It's but not that it's, they just we ask should us. should say something. Yes. We follow all the rules. We do everything they say. We worship at the shrines in exactly the right way. We take every step to do it perfectly. And then they destroy us. They grind us to pieces and... I'd even think that it was somehow meant to inspire us, to make us go into a a better life. But when people are destroyed, they don't get better. They claw each other apart for the scraps of rice that remain. The fortunes bring famine. Famine brings starvation. Starvation brings death, and while you're struggling to survive, people do anything, imperiling not this life, but every other life that could come. You don't know. I didn't tell you. What, what, didn't, what didn't you tell me? Did something happen to you again? Did the, did the fortunes do something or ask something too great of you before? She takes a deep breath. Last summer, I'm good about my letters, you know that. Last summer I didn't write for six months. I was between assignments. I was working on my book. I was home with my parents and my little brother, and we were happy. And my parents thought it would be nice, thought it would be honorable. They they were the most dutiful, honorable samurai that I think ever lived. They thought that the right, they thought that we would go to the sea. It's beautiful in the summer. And the red Tory arches stand in the waves and the shrines of Sui and Dengo and the other fortunes dot the beach and shine red in the sunlight. There's a pilgrim's trail that goes down the coastline there. So my parents thought we could walk the pilgrim's trail together. And, and we did. And they gave reverence and offerings at every shrine and made sure we did too. And, and maybe I did one of them wrong, but one morning the sea, the tide was very low, but no one thought of anything of it. It was a quiet part of the shoreline. Just us 
and the shrines. I I thought I'd leave early. I got bored and thought I'd seen something uh, further in. So my parents wanted to pray a while longer, and my brother's always very dutiful. So, but they smiled and said it was all right, and they would meet me. So Sueno and I went back towards the shore, and the insects stopped chirping, and the birds weren't singing. And then there was a sound like distant thunder. And I turned to look to my parents down by the beach. And there was a wall of water so high, you could not tell where the clouds stopped and the foam began. And then it was on us. It was so fast. It snatched me up like I was nothing. Uh, I got tangled in the branches of a tree and managed barely to grab hold and keep hold of Sueno, who was at my side. And it came and it passed and everything was gone. My parents didn't do anything wrong. There was no, no sign of them. Everything was mud. The shrines were broken. The Toriages, they didn't even care for their own. And it's... It's not your fault. It's not... It's not their fault. And Yui turns. Look again. And you see tears down her face. With still just no makeup. Maybe this is the first time you've seen her this way. But certainly the first time you've seen her cry. It's not your fault, Ken. It's not their fault. It's not. No. Ken takes a deep breath. Yui sits down next to Ken. What is left? Either it is the fortunes that have power over the sea, power over the land. It didn't end there. Either the fortunes have the power over those things, or they don't. And if they don't, why do we try? And if they do, why didn't they stop it? When I found my father's swords, he had been buried in mud and filth for three weeks. I want to look at Inari and say, why? And if that's all I can do before I'm struck down, that's enough. And I, I, I didn't know, but I think I understand now why you feel like you need to do this. I really, I really hoped it when that one day you'll get the answers that you're looking for. But I don't know. I don't know. And I'm sorry that I don't know. And I'm sorry that we don't know. And I'm sorry that we cannot just understand why these terrible things happen i've seen terrible things in my life too and it it really is just i don't know i've just accepted that 
things are terrible. The Shadowlands sucks. And anywhere it stretches into sucks. There are forces of great power, a great evil, a great good. And I have no idea where they stand on anything because it's not my job to know. It's my job to solve what I can. I'm sorry. I should not have put the burden of my... No. No. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for trusting me. And I, you do what you need to do. You have my support. Thank you. And with that, she like pulls her hands together, take a deep breath, turns her palms over to face the ground and breathes it all out, pushes it all out. He sort of solemnly wipes tears from her face. Yeah. And, and she again ignores the tears just because samurai do not look at such things or acknowledge such things. But she is pushing, pushing her emotions out because she has a duel. We will more or less do the same, push all the tears away and wipe them away enough that she can start just properly fixing her makeup and just, just silent for the rest of that, sort of occasionally giving a side eye to show as he set us up for the ritual, but she has nothing more to say at this point. All right, and with that, I think we will move over to B-Show, who is setting up a commune with spirits to see if they can reach out to Inari while they're having their conversation. Sure, sure. I will definitely have to roll for with that one. Uh, I think it's T and 1, and... Uh, it's some kind of check. Yes. It is a theology uh, check. And what ring should I use? Um, well, you have, uh, as a Shigenja will know, that uh, you are definitely feeling that you are on hallowed ground here. And this is connected with the elements of water and air. So all TN checks using meditation or theology with those rings is reduced by one. Cool. Um, be reduced to zero, but uh, those are reduced uh, to uh, to one. So yes, if you wanted to commune with uh, Inari or one of those other spirits, uh, that would uh, that would be those ones are more readily available here than than other places. Oh yeah, well, gotta talk to the boss lady. She probably has some words. I definitely have some questions, you know. And uh, Yui is just like, "Come on, do it in front of all of us." So I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll do it." I'm a little nervous of having to do it in front of everybody. <laughs> uh, let's go with a, I think an, I think an air, an air theology would be appropriate. Yeah, yeah. I was going to do an air. So here we go. Two white, three black. TN's one. Blank, blank, blank. Exploding with strife and opportunity strife. Rough. Yeah, that is, that is rough, but I will take it. And I'm going to re-roll uh, that, well, not re-roll, but roll that explosion. Uh, in this particular case, you your sixth sense distinction will kick in, and you can re-roll two of those dice. Oh, definitely going to re-roll the two white. Yeah, I think trying to reach out to a spirit, uh, this is the perfect opportunity to use sixth sense. <laughs> a little better. Yeah. Uh, got, got an ex- success with opportunity, so... Uh, yeah, I think uh, seeing that opportunities are a little bit better in this situation, uh, which gives me more boons. Uh, I will keep the success with opportunity and the opportunity with strife. And that gives me uh, two opportunity and a success and uh, 
strife. All right. How do you want to go ahead and uh, spend those opportunities? Um, I'm going to do that by gaining more boons, whatever that is in this situation. I guess more questions. I think so. I want to pull up the, the ritual. Yeah, so if you succeed, receive one additional boon per opportunity spent this way. Yeah. Um, so I think with, uh, yeah, with two opportunities, uh, that will, that'll net you, uh, pretty much three questions. So as you, uh, reach out, uh, to the, to the spirits to call upon your divine patron Inari, uh, before you, uh, as you sit there before the, uh, Kitsune statue, she appears beside you in the guise of a, another Miko. Mm-hmm. And uh, says, "Oh, Bisho, what have you gotten yourself into here?" <laughs> I'm just wondering what I should do with Mariko now. There's a duel for her fate now, and uh, well, I brought her here for answers. <laughs> for answers, but you've gone ahead and decided to put my name into a duel with uh, over this child. You know how I get sometimes. <laughs> uh, well, they're here now, and I uh, don't think there's much more we can do about that. So, you think this uh, Sheba will be a, uh, a a champion to that is suitable for for dueling in my name? I think he is more than qualified, and his heart's in it too. He's a fanatic, though. Well, what what do you want me to do? Just call off the duel? No, of course not. I can't let, uh, I cannot let, uh, Furukun know about, uh, this and that we've called it off in the last minute because of our feelings getting in the way. But you know, I can't be involved with the child. Then who should be involved with the child? How do you mean? She called me, oh, I'm not Mariko again. I, didn't, oh. I can't be seen involved when swaying one way or another. Oh, how, yeah, the bet. Mm. This is how you've tied my hand. If it was just Mariko, I would be able to hopefully provide some sort of intervention. But with Gen being involved in it and calling the duel of all things, I can't be seen going in unless I wish to forfeit the uh, the wager. Well, I, I can't. Mm. <sighs> Just a whole bunch of, like, uncomfortable thinking noises. So as much as I would like to help out your friend, I cannot. By the way, I think that was three questions, so... I, I, I was only considering it maybe two. If you have one oh, other okay. question you would like to have a, uh, a more pertinent answer to, she will give you one. Okay. Okami and Arisama, how... What should I do from here? What... How should did I even do the right thing? You didn't do the wrong thing. Let's put it that way. I think that your actions spurred on the others to leave that village. And if anything, somehow have so far saved it from being put to the flame or to the sword so far. But to bringing the child here to my shrine of all places. And again, I'm, I mean, again, Mariko. Marco is fine, and for for now, I can provide her some level of spiritual protection while she is here. Hopefully, keep uh, anyone from the Phoenix trying to uh, track the Void Kami that follow in her wake. I shall see. Do my best to 
uh, to uh, distract them and keep them running in circles. But in the meantime, you need to you need to look after your friends, especially especially Gen. She's fragile right now. As for what to do next, I don't know if I can give you a very specific answer, but I think you need to find some place and seek answers to questions you've already asked. Questions that you were exploring in the village with the old uh, uh, nursemaids and the uh, half and the, the, the midwives. I think I see. Just do your best not to be distracted with things like duels and other such errands. It's it's all for Mariko right now. Mariko is both, I think, the question and the answer to what you're seeking, and her protection lies in finding out the answers to those questions. Okay. Thank you. Of course. And again, I'll do what I can to keep her pursuers chasing themselves as, uh, as long as I can until they figure out what might be causing it. You might have another day or two at most, so make the best use of it that you can. I will go to who I trust. And with that, uh, the uh, Inari in the form of Amiko uh, kneels down and picks up a bucket of water and wanders back behind the uh, shrine and is uh, gone before anyone else really noticed she was there as if she was there at all. And with that, we'll allow you to start your your conjuration. Okie dokie. Uh, let's see if I can even do this. All right. So uh, what spell are you going to be using? Uh, it's called Token of Memory, and it is a TN2 Theology Air check. Oh, Theology Air means that at least here on Hallowed Ground, it will be easier to cast. Okay, cool, cool. And oh, I should... Uh, at least say I got a strike from that little thing. That's true. Yep. Make sure to always mark that down. Yep. Let's see here. Token of memory. Yep. Uh, as a steam action, you may make a TN2 theology air check targeting one position at range zero to one. And so basically like next to me. Okay. Um, and if I succeed, stuff happens. I, I, I don't know if I want to say what happens yet, but Let's see if I make the roll yet. Yeah. All right. So Even everyone can look up what I'm doing. <laughs> there is that a bit, but uh, yeah. And um, yeah, let's uh, go ahead. TN1 Theology Air. Yep. And that is two white and three black again. Um, do I have a void point to spend? I think I might at this moment since it's a new game and all that. No, no, or no, we- no, no, no new void points per game. It's a uh, no, ah, okay. game through uh, through the uh, disadvantages. Got it. I think I'm remembering a beta, beta roll. I believe uh, you might have uh, towards the end of your uh, last game. Well, <laughs> that's that's a nice roll, at least. Yeah. Um, it is a success with an opportunity, an opportunity, a success with strife. A blank and a blank. Uh, does any of my distinctions? Yeah, let's see your advantages and whatnot kick in here. Let's see. I don't think six cents will kick in here for illusions. Okay. Um, let's see. 
No, no, I don't think anything is going to key off here. Oh, dangerous allure. You know what? I think that for distraction and misdirection, as you were trying to do with a uh, uh, illusion roll, I think that'll come into play here. You know how to get people to pay attention to the thing you want them to look at. I will totally re-roll the two blanks that I got. Okay. Nothing much better. Just added an opportunity with a strife, but I will keep the opportunity and uh, success in the opportunity. All right. And that should be enough for me. And so with this, uh, I get to create, well, baseline. It's if you succeed, you summon an illusion of one inanimate object at target position. The illusory object size is a silhouette up to your bonus successes. So I only have one right now. Uh, well, I don't even have one. Whoops. Um, but it's all the other stuff that I kind of want. Uh, the item appears real, but it does not actually exist. It cannot be used. Any character confronted with one of these illusions must resist with a TN4 artisan smithing or design check uh, using a scholar skill approach to discern its illusionary nature uh the object persists until the end of the scene and an opportunity can the object can appear to be a creature or a person and uh then summon one additional illusionary object per range per range per opportunity spit in this way i don't want to do that you know I think I'm going to be a little smart about this. Uh, I do want to do it like one range away from me. It's going to be tiny, but I want it to be kind of a peer off in the distance. So it's going to be levitated off the ground. Okay. And you can increase the range with an air for all air spells under the air opportunity table for invocations on page 191. So I'll, I'll totally take that. Then I'm going to make it a Fox or look like the Fox. I'm going to, like do the force perspective thing where it's you know actually two ranges away but it looks further off into this distance distance and i'm just going to uh point at it and just be like i think anari has answered and just point and there off into the distance running up uh towards the through the tory arches is a uh white fox bearing the red markings of anari's messenger it is smaller than you remember perhaps it's uh, still a ways off but it is unmistakably the messenger that you had seen uh the day previous might i roll to disbelief uh you can uh, definitely uh take a uh, a whack at it yeah so let's get back to that uh, to to quest to call an illusion into question it was uh it's a TN4 uh, artisan smithing or design check. Uh, if you're using earth, it's five. It's fire. It's two. Yeah, I believe instead of just uh, uh, um, it says artisan and then smithing and design, I think they might mean aesthetic smithing or design. Yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure. Like we're using it in the way the authors intended, but yeah. <laughs> because it's it's now the real realistic object tag mm-hmm. so again uh it is a tn4 aesthetic smithing or design check in this case probably aesthetic all right tn4 i'm definitely going to question this aesthetic fire because okay. i i see bisho right there there you go <laughs> like, okay. i know 
<laughs> Something's up. I'm going to try to sneak off while everybody's like, oh, look. You think I'd stop looking at you? I'm going to be looking back and forth like, what? The, how did you? What? <laughs> I think that gets a bonus or something. Let's. Yeah, Richie sees it and it's like, yep, it's there. <laughs> Reach right. like, it's almost noon. He was supposed to be here. Here he is, as as the god uh, said he would. All right. You did say a TN of two if it was fire. TN two of fire. That's important because I have no skill at aesthetics. So I'm just going off my gut instincts here. And my gut fire instincts say that I have an explosive, uh, explosive strife, and opportunity strife, and an explosive strife. And I'm just going to keep those explosive strifes, see where that takes me. That's already enough, but maybe just opportunities to not take the stray from it. And it looks like on uh, Doji Gen's side of things, with an opportunity, a success with strife, and opportunity with strife, that uh, she is not going to be able to reach the T in a four. Nope. Well, that was just one with fire, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so with the explosives, I got a success and a success with strife, and I'll just keep the success and all, all in all, three successes and two strife. Uh, plus your bonus successes for fire. Oh, right. So <laughs> you, have, you have a total of five successes. I have many successes. You have many success. You <laughs> see through Bisho's bullshit. Um, you can kind of see because uh, it's not quite as if someone was using a ventriloquist dummy to kind of throw their voice. Uh, Bisho is definitely doing more uh, advanced uh, magic and illusion than that. But you can kind of tell some of the uh, the telltale uh, signs that someone is using invocations. Usually, you you've learned to spot this when you're trying to uh, realize when a Mahatsukai is uh, trying to fool uh, someone, an investigator, and throw them off their path or whatnot. But but you've uh, been able to t- tell the twitches and the uh, uh, the tells of someone who is actively using illusions in front of you, and that is exactly what they are up to. Uh, how convinced does everybody else seem so far by this? Richie's just uh, like I said. Uh, oh, it's the appointed hour, and the uh, and the God's messenger has arrived. Uh, this is this is as it should be. And then uh, again, I think altogether uh, winds up with one opportunity. Um, how do they wish to spend that? I am spending that opportunity to basically. Basically to say that even if I do believe that it is a fox running to me, it doesn't automatically mean that the spirit is on his way. Does that make sense? Okay. So it's, it's, not, it's not off the list. I'm not saying I disbelieve it. I believe that there is a fox running towards me. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, look, Anaria is common and everything is lovely. No. I wasn't like that the first, you know, when he first showed up. So I'm just doing that to convey my skepticism. Not that there's a fox running towards me, but just that, you know, that doesn't mean that this is like huge, magical, awesome. Yeah, this is not a visitation of of the of the forces of uh, of the fortunes. And even if it was, I don't know if I'd like it. So yeah, so so yeah, you're you are you are still trying to keep your skeptical shackles uh, sh- uh, hackles up, as it were. Um, but uh, Sueno seems convinced. Uh, uh, Ricci seems convinced, and 
the shrine keepers and the Miko you hear uh, start to uh, kind of gasp and prostrate themselves uh, in the uh, doorway to the shrine as the fox makes its way up to the uh, to the Entori gate of the uh, sundown. Uh, so I've got a sort of a tough question. Is would it be against sincerity for me to say nothing? And then would it be against courtesy for me to, I guess, out the show that he, that or out the lie? Ooh, that is an interesting ethical question for L5R to answer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so with uh, with Makoto, uh, it would be probably best that since everyone else believes that this fox creature is a visitation of uh, Anari's messenger and that you have told the shrine keeper and the Miko to expect a, sh- a visitor. And now one has appeared to disrupt that and then call uh, your good friend a liar and a fraud and a charlatan out in front of everyone would be disruptive and would not be in the spirit of uh, sincerity and Makoto. However, okay. it, it, it is possibly a breach of courtesy to not tell your friend who is angry at the fortunes that your friend is fucking with them. But at the same time, uh, you're afraid that your friend then also might just go off the handle on B show. Yeah. I don't think I want to immediately like stick this at B show. Yeah. And I don't necessarily oh want to hit you on any uh, uh, major honor losses uh, for any of this yet. I think this is just yeah. a, a quandary. We'll see. Yeah. We're going to we'll, see how it we'll goes. See. Well, I think if you keep your mouth shut, uh, uh, you will probably be safe, but depending on your of playing along and getting involved, it might start to hit you later on. Okay. So then my first response then, since I was looking back and forth, like, uh, how are you? Oh, the show gets just the piercingest stink face and also a look of confusion. Like why you couldn't, you couldn't get someone to sub in for you, man. Are you, are you just looking at me like, oh, come on, bro. I, yeah, Beach's just going to like shrug and be like, there it is. Come on. <sighs> I, I could just see them because they're still kind of laugh. It's it's look, guys, it's it's the messenger. I mean, but no, uh, keeps keeps themselves with a straight face and the messenger uh, comes closer and closer. And um. It is not the six foot uh, tall uh, messenger you saw before, but merely a fox sized version of itself, a silhouette zero uh, fox. But it has the exact same markings, the exact same frame of body. It looks just like the fox you saw before, only much smaller in a compact size this time. And then it speaks. I'm here. And he looks at the shrine and that uh, doji again. Is everything ready? Is everyone well rested? No. No? Oh. I mean, then become well rested. I only said that we will do this once everyone is well rested. You have to define the terms of the duel first. That is the proper... Well. She gets to her feet. She bows to the fox. The proper course of the duel. I have challenged. I will restate my challenge if you wish it. Yes, let's do it properly. Then you define the terms of the duel. Then we will prepare and we will 
ask permission if permission will be required. So at the formality of it is as as the challenge uh, as the challenged, the messenger can choose the method of combat and weapons or the uh, location that the duel shall take place. So it's either it's just or it's not both, right? I believe it is just one of the other and the other person can then select the uh, the, the, the time and place, as it were. Oh, okay. Well, we are here. This place is sacred. I say we have it here. But when you're re- well rested and ready to fight, I know the journey was long. It is unfair to have both duelists unfit. The shrine keeper uh, speaks up and says, uh, if I might, um, I am a, a skilled healer in these parts, and I know uh, many cure-alls and um, uh, mixtures that I might uh, prepare to hopefully uh, re, uh, re-energize uh, the two of them and both give them rest and energy for uh, a duel, either later tonight or tomorrow. As you would, if you wish. Yes, that is one reason why why we came here. You are known, and Inari smiles upon thee. And he kind of lets his chest puff out in a bit of pride at that. Now I have said the place of the duel. I understand the rest we agree upon. I don't know how these mortal things work. So with this, again, you can state the uh, style of competition and the weapons to be used. Hmm. Except this is so. I mean, I could pick something that Gem would just be really good at and toast him. But this is a serious stuff for her, you know, and and serious for the society, right? So it 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 would just kind of. I tend to think of the alternate duels as being either because the topic of the duel is regarding that alternate thing like if i say i'm the best poet then of course we're going to have a poetry wrap off right (laughs) but it's not that kind of a a duel um and sincerity is gen's um overriding virtue she when she says something she she means it right that's that's her she is a paragon of sincerity she is willing to put her life on the line over what she says. So, <laughs> um, now I don't think a duel to the death is required. <laughs> that's that's uh, not not right here. Sure, but I think at this point, yeah, if you go ahead and you stick to it, and you, uh, yeah, we'll call for an uh, Aijitsu challenge, and that uh, to uh, first blood would probably be serious enough, but also um, proper enough without having to uh, put one's uh, life, either yours or Seiji's, uh, on the line. Okay. Um, All right. I'll do that. Um, I'm going to say we'll go first blood. The only question is, is do we have to work with that? Um, that means over a crit six, right? Uh, I believe so. Let's take a look. Um, to, 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 to first blood is uh, severity five crit or higher. Okay. Well, um, let's, let's hope for not lots of 
bonus successes and stuff. All right. Uh, yes, we'll <laughs> we'll do that. I have like the ter- narrowest razor thin margin for having any chance of doing any of this, but that's okay. And that's the way it should be. All right. Um, so yes, we will we'll duel to first blood with Iajitsu. And uh, the messenger looks at you with his blue and green eyes straight in and confirms, are you sure? Yeah, Knight. I know you need to do this, but does there need to be actual bloodshed? How will she know I'm serious if I'm not willing to put myself on the line? Uh, B-Show says behind you, I... I think she already knows you're serious. I mean, you are challenging fortunes, or at least the messenger of. She she takes a deep breath. No. I know I am not a duelist, but that is the tradition that Rokugan is founded on. That's our laws. If our laws mean anything, then that should too. And she sighs. There's no... Maybe my... I would not have had to take up the blade if my brother had survived me, but I carry it now, and I should respect my father's blade. Well, sounds like you've made your mind. I look over to Shinichi. Shinichi? Ryuji? Uh, no, the Shiba. Sorry. Oh, uh, Shiba Seiji. Yeah, he should probably be down here for this whole thing, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... But, no armor. He says, of course. You are the trained swordsman, yes? I'm a trained swordsman. I would uh, uh, fight this as any other Aijutsu duel. I will come, uh, ready and prepared for death. But I do not seek to kill you in this, only to prove... That the child belongs with Inari. Shiba, son, look me in the eyes and tell me. And he stares into the two different colored orbs of the uh, messenger. I swear this, that I fight as a champion for the fortunes and not for the elemental council on orders of anyone else. I do this in uh, full uh, conviction of my faith. Good. Yeah, he goes ahead at this moment and he will stake uh, 15 honor uh, that he is here to not take a life, but to merely prove the rightness of the fortunes and that the child belongs there. It seems we have our terms, so I want everyone well rested. I suppose Dawn should be good. The Sheba bows and nods his head. I will be ready at Dawn. And bows also. And just sighs a little. I will return at dawn. And uh yeah, turns around and starts and the fox very quickly, yeah, makes its way down the uh Sando to the uh other end of the Tory Gates uh a series of arches and is uh and is gone, dissipates over the horizon. And Seji stands back up and says, I meant what I said. Now if you'll excuse me, I will go and prepare a poem just in case the fortunes uh, do not uh, favor me in this duel tomorrow. He finds a space in the uh, shrine to sit and uh, compose himself and compose a letter. 
And uh, yeah, he starts to remove his armor and set about also sharpening his uh, blade and checking on it and just uh, kind of going over these instruments of the duel. Well, that was dramatic. Yeah, it sure was. Are you sure this is something you want to do again? She's definitely sure at this point. She again this her head and says, I made the challenge to buy time for Ryuji-san and Mariko. At the time, it was it was all that I could think of. And, and maybe it's the height of foolishness. But I'm the one who said it. And even if, even if the fortunes don't care and just want what they can get from us, honor has to mean something. My word has to mean something. If I, if everybody followed the path of honor, maybe we could get past these obstacles, but it would take following the path of honor, not because of the fortunes, but maybe in in spite of them. And if I can think something like that, shouldn't I be the one who pays the price, who who does it first? You certainly can, and that is well within your right to do so. And whichever way you go about it, I will back you 100%. Just know that... I also have had some training with the Ayajutsu style. And if you wish a, another to stand in, I am willing to put my blade for you. But at the same time, I know how much this means to you. And I do not wish to stand in your way of that. Thank you, Richie. Um, but it is I who carry my father's blades. I cannot really in good faith ask another to champion for me not not in this maybe if it was for my duties for my clan for some other role but this is not not for this i just ryuji and he does turn to ryuji now ryuji son please just forgive me if i fail that there is nothing to forgive. If you if you fail, it is merely the fortune's will. But I, I believe in you, and I, I truly hope that you that you come out ahead on this uh, confrontation tomorrow. I cannot bear to lose my uh, my daughter. Not after everything I've been through. I won't allow the fortunes to take her and Kaguya before uh, before this is. It 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 would be too much, so please do whatever you can to win. And his his composure, while he was sounding confident at the beginning, is definitely starting to waver and break. I'm sorry. Don't don't say you're sorry yet. You still have a duel to win tomorrow. You have to set your mind to it, to the task at hand. Uh, with that, Gen takes a step back. From everybody, bows to them all deeply, and then walks away. Just just walks off by herself. 
I'm Robert, or Bayushi Shinichi, your host and narrator. Thank you once again for listening. Remember to catch new episodes every Monday, and if you want to catch them early or are looking for more bonus content, please consider becoming a supporting member of the Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. To reach out to us, email the show at fortuneandstrive at gmail.com. I'm Tiff, and I play Kuniyui. You can also find us on the web at courtgamespod.com, Facebook and Instagram under Fortune and Strife, and Twitter at L5RFNS. I am Tyler, and I've been playing Akoto Ricci. You can find me on Twitter or on Twitch as Churcher Games. I'm Paul, and I was playing Shishura Bishou. If you want to follow my other projects, I am the GM of two LGBT plus podcasts, Tales of Swordfall at Swordfall D&D, for D&D 5e and Gates of Orchid and Iris at G-O-I-L-5-R for L5-R 5e. This was Jeannie, a.k.a. Kakita Kaori, and also known as, at least today, Doji Gen. If you like, you can also find me on the Court Games RPG podcast at the Winter Garden of the Kakita website, or check out The Table is Yours for fiction readings of the FFG stories. This has been Fortune and Strife, a Court Games production in association with the Rokugani Historical Society.